the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. <clears throat> sure is cold out there. <laughs> oh, Wow. A lot of stuff going on around the world, actually, with 7 billion people in it. You'd kind of figure that there would be a lot of stuff going on. So a lot of economic stuff. Uh, they keep threatening to raise interest rates and um, you know, at some point in time. And actually, just threatening is pretty effective because the um, bond rates were down, were significantly lower, I don't know, a little over a year ago than they are today. So just the, the threat of raising interest rates has some people selling long-term bonds and when they sell the long-term bonds the price goes down and the yield goes up so we had a a 10-year yield that was substantially lower than it is today 10-year treasuries that is but the 10-year they're still not paying very much and in fact i'm waiting for my computer to come up so i can tell you what they are but so as soon as that happens we'll do that and a little later in today's show, I think I'm supposed to have a call in. I hope uh, hope he's going to call in. It's, I got an uh, enrolled agent that's a tax expert, and just thought we would uh, go over a little bit how the uh, IRA distributions, mandatory distributions, required minimum distributions are. If you had a 401k or if you have an IRA, um, when you reach 72 now, they've extended that. You have to start taking some money out of it, and I thought he would have him. We'll go through that a little bit and anything else he wanted to talk about. His name is Bob Klingman, by the way, and I refer an awful lot of people to him. Uh, he is a, uh, an enrolled agent, so passed all those tests, has to pay for all that software, Does a, has done a very good job for a lot of my clients, so been very happy over the years. And uh, we'll be talking about that. If you have a question or call that you would like to ask, I am in the studio live today. 
So you can call 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0945 and ask away. Anything to do with investing or personal finance. And if I don't know the answer, normally, and this is what I do, one of the reasons that um, us, we at Bullington Capital are still here, still in business, we have a question we don't know the answer to, we'll find someone that does. We have a fairly large network after all these years. And uh, I've uh, it's been interesting for me. I, mean, I, I get questions all the time, and things are changing all the time. Actually, I think the I read somewhere where the Internal Revenue Code changes about 15% of it each year, which means that after about four to five years, the entire thing's been rewritten. That is amazing because there are more than 10,000 pages <laughs> in the Internal Revenue Code. So, but but yeah. So if you have uh, questions, calls, feel free to, to reach out to us. You can go to my website, BullingtonCapital.com. There, we'll, hopefully, we'll start to get some seminars going again at some point in time. And uh, we are moving our office. It's right across the street, actually. The, the, the buildings are all owned by one company. And uh, somebody wanted to move into our space, and our lease was up. So we're moving into a space in one of the other Buildings right across the street. I I really like it. That's kind of exciting. But uh, we'll be doing that sometime in in March. Also, here is the uh, the current yield in the the ten years. Actually, one point nine three. So it's one one point nine one three. So it's almost two percent. And that's actually a lot higher than I thought it would be at this point in time. And that's what you get for thinking. I'm just kidding, uh, kind of. But if you've got uh, now my computer's going wonky on me i don't have you noticed that the last few days a lot of technology has not been performing like it's supposed to uh, i have we have computer-based phones and people were calling saying hey that's this is not getting uh, we're not getting through and then i called and it was working again and and that's been known to happen and I, i'm pretty sure it's because the the weather and uh, so many people are you know that let me tell you something. That's what that's the big scare for me with the going to the driverless cars. I know how many times I see flaws in software in financial markets. And you know, financial markets are pretty important. So you see accidents happening in that field and you just know that in your cars <laughs> anyway, I won't go there. It's a little spooky. But uh, and that's just the way it is. It's just kind of the way it is today. There are no no cars out there without computers in them anymore. So just just be careful. Um, let's see what I was going to. I was trying to pull up the uh, longer term rates on bonds, but it's just not coming up here today. Anyway, so I guess I'll just talk a little bit about the uh, stock market and what we're seeing. And you know, market pulled back here uh, a couple weeks ago was. Uh, down fairly significantly month of January from peak to from top to bottom was down over 10%. So that's large enough to be considered a correction. And then it, it bounced a little bit through the middle of last week. Then it came back, dropped down a little bit more. You can't really predict off that. And that is one of the things I've, I've been wanting to talk about is, you know, people predict they, they try to predict, and a lot of people can't invest unless they have an expectation 
of what's going to happen. Uh, if your expectations are you know, long enough out, like let's say you're looking out over the next 10 years, and that's the minimum that I would look at these days. If you're looking at the next 10 years and how you should be investing for the next 10 years, even if you're taking out income, okay, then you should be okay and you really shouldn't be paying too much attention to the gyrations in the market. That will drive you crazy. So you want to make sure that you know, you're diversified. Uh, that's incredibly important. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to over the years who had an enormous amount of money put into one stock and when that stock crashed, it just ruined their retirement. And I've seen it so often now that I just, I just can't do it. it it's, uh, I can't recommend that you hold a single sol- solitary company. And I've been in the uh, business long enough now to remember all the companies that couldn't go wrong that are selling at about 80% of where they sold 20 years ago. And these are companies that couldn't go wrong. There are enormous numbers of those stocks. GE, take a look at GE. GE could not go wrong here in the greater Cleveland area. They were a huge employer. GE's top price, and now people look at it and go, well, it's not GE. That's because you weren't old enough, knucklehead. <laughs> you didn't, uh, you weren't old enough to be around there. And you look at the, the chart on GE, and I'm telling you, you, you could not talk people out of GE. And it's ruined some people's lives financially just ruined them. And you look at, uh, oh, this reminds me of, uh, you know, Apple at one point in time, it's going to go down and it's going to go down a lot. It's near its all time highs right now. So that makes it really difficult for people to think about it. But you have to think about what Apple does. Apple makes technology. And the only thing more fickle than technology are uh, teenagers who drive a lot of this technology buys, by the way. So one generation, who would have thought that, oh, Facebook, no, no, it's called Meta for some reason. Yeah, who would have thought that they would start losing in popularity? Anybody old enough to remember a company called MySpace? Okay, that was the pre-Facebook Facebook. And when Facebook, it's one of the reasons, Facebook is in a couple of the funds that I own, but it's a very small percentage. It's in there. Still in there. So it's a super small percentage. So when it was dropping like a rock, not really that worried about it. it that's one of the big um, benefits of having a, a truly diversified portfolio. And you know, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about much of any stocks. In fact, one of the stocks that I own that I like a lot individually, because I still have some of the money in there, is just been taken a whooping. And I look at that go, and I go, yeah, that's par for the course. It's, it's par for the course to be, I'll never forget, uh, you're reading in one of Peter Lynch's books, and this is way back. In fact, the young people should probably go back and get those books. Um, just go to Google, Google Peter Lynch and buy his books and read them because he tells it like it is. He was an analyst. He's working at Fidelity Investments and this Peter Lynch, by the way, has got the best track record of, uh, one of the best track records of, of any portfolio manager that's ever lived. And when he was managing money professionally, he beat Warren Buffett. Think about that for a second. Okay, so this guy probably knows a thing or two. And he was he was reminiscing over the time that he was an analyst. It's before they gave him money to manage. And he was said he was pounding the table 
that Taco Bell could not go below $9 a share right before it went to one. <laughs> the, the two things that impressed me about that. First of all, he was making a joke about it. Secondly, that he was honest enough to talk about it. You know, and I'm just, I was so thankful for that, especially at that point in my career. I'd only been in the business like two, three years when he uh, wrote that book, maybe four, I don't know. But you hear all these stories and can't miss, can't miss. Oh, no, no, no. Anything can miss. <laughs> Anything can miss. And that's why it's so important, especially right now. When you look at where the valuations on stocks are, they're not cheap. Now, they're, they're cheap. They're probably, yeah, they actually, they're right around where they should be if interest rates stay this low. If interest rates stay this low, now they keep talking about raising rates, then they're okay. But if interest rates start to go up, you get a 4 or 5% CD and that big sucking sound you're hearing across the world is money coming out of the stock market and going back into CDs and short-term government bonds. And that could be very hazardous for your financial health if you are uh, approaching retirement or if you don't have a uh, real strong personality that can weather the storm. Because you get a... I'm telling you, you get a, a four or five percent CD. They're going to be an awful lot of people buying CDs, and they'll be taking money from stocks. So, not sure if that's actually going to happen because I'm sure the Fed is already aware that that would happen. And I also know that when they start raising interest rates, some people who may have qualified for loans will not qualify anymore. Uh, that'll slow down the economy. In addition to that, you're going to have interest on the national debt that's going up. And for every 1%, I don't know, it's 30 or $40 billion in uh, interest, extra interest, somewhere around there. I'll have to go fact check that, but I know it's in the tens of billions. <clears throat> and that's not a one-time, you know, just this one year. That's an ongoing thing. So I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to go up a lot, but I do know that with higher inflation, that the kind of inflation that we've seen now they're going to be raising it. They're going to be raising it somewhat. And the market has not waited for things to, for the Fed to start raising. They've been selling off bonds. When you sell a bond and you sell lots of bonds you know, pretty quickly, the prices tend to drop because people are crowding. You know, you're, you're trying to crowd and get out the door. You're, you're willing to take a lower dollar amount to go back to safety of basically almost 0% interest, but at least the money's not going to be dropping there. And that that's kind of the, the mindset that people are having and do have, have had for you know generations. So they're anticipating it. And in anticipating it, they've already raised the current yield on, on long-term bonds to our 10-year bonds to 1.9%. Was down under 1% at one point in time. So it's almost doubled. And that's the anticipation that they're going to continue to raise interest rates. Now, again, if that is true, I would be looking, you know, we, we've been talking for a long time about fixed index annuities. And for the longest time, I could not, I just didn't like the product. I didn't like the product because it, I thought it was, you weren't going to make enough money. And I really don't like the way that most of them are being sold. That That's what I really don't like about them because they, you know, it's an it's a contract. It, it's a contract to give you a source of income. The, the income is not like a CD. 
And because it's in it's, it's, you can pick an index that it's going to mirror minus some, they call it a spread. That's what the insurance companies make for managing the money uh, and making the guarantees. But they're also buying options on those indexes instead of in, investing in them directly. It's a safer way to do it. But it's got a cost. All insurance has a cost. Okay. So you take the firm's management fees and you take the cost of that out of there. And the returns, still better than CDs, but not like stock market returns. And a lot of people that are selling that stuff, you're, well, you're going to get the stock market. No, you, you will not get the stock market returns. But the returns, I think that they're willing to guarantee. This is, this is the only, this is the sole reason that I've been talking about this for the last few months. The guarantees on the income are, I like, a lot better than traditional fixed income, particularly if you're going to buy, I mean, if you're going to buy junk bonds or you're going to buy bonds that are 40 years or, or perpetual preferred stock, you know, that have low ratings, there's a big risk to your principal there. Okay. Big risk to your principal. And those are the only places where you come close to matching the guaranteed interest rates that you can get through a fixed index annuity. I happen to like nationwide. I like them a lot. If they have a website that you can go to, you can punch your information in there, your name, uh, not your name, I'm sorry, your, your age, the amount of money that you're thinking of. You can actually do it one of two ways. You can put in how much money you think you might need. And I, and I just did one just for the heck of it. Um, but I'm not going to go to it right now. I think I'll wait till uh, after our first commercial break and then I'll go to it. But I, I went, I'm going to somebody who's 66 and so it's going to be 67, going to be eligible for full Social Security uh, in the next six months. Okay. So you're going to get full Social Security over the next six months. And they would like to have a, a certain amount of, of income guaranteed. And for this person, so it's a 66, they're going to be 67 soon. You can't take the income on this for a year. So let's say they we're going to go out one year. And they've got a certain amount of income they would like to have guaranteed it might even be, I, I, you know, I got this idea from a couple of my clients. They called in and said, hey, how much would I have to put in to be able to pay for my health insurance? And when we come back from these commercial messages, we'll find out. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Anyway, so listen, if you'd like to call 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945, and this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning. Uh, you can reach me on my website, by the way. It's bullingtoncapital.com. There's a little contact us page there that's a, uh, pretty easy, or you can just email me, bill at bullingtoncapital.com, or you can just call us, 330 So if you hear something that you'd like more information on, 
by all means, feel free. Uh, the last portion of today's show, I'm actually going to talk about one of the models that we use. And, and this is one of the things that we do that's a little different uh, than traditional registered investment advisory firms do. Um, for a long time, I managed individual stock portfolios. There's a, the biggest reason I don't do it anymore uh, is it, it's really fast. I mean, super fast. And it's just really difficult if you're not putting your, if you don't have your hands on a, you know, on a buy or sell switch, it, it's almost in, impossible. So that's the bad news. The good news is that they have created products out there. So if, if you've had that experience of managing portfolios on your own, you, you probably have a much better idea of what goes on behind the scenes. And it's a lot easier to identify those funds that have the right character or the characteristics that you're looking for. And believe me, uh, I've got a couple funds in there I've been trying to beat, and sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I look at the average annual returns in the long run, and they're pretty much the same. <laughs> so I'm thinking, why am I killing myself? <laughs> no, actually, I do it because I like it. And so you got that, uh, you've got that going for you. It, it can be pretty fun, okay. and uh, figuring out how much income you're going to get, you should be able to get in retirement can be pretty fun that it's actually it's pretty difficult depending on who you're talking to but the changes uh keep coming now they're saying remember i've been talking about the four percent rule forever and four percent that's the amount that you should start to take out that's the what you should shoot for the first year that you go into retirement i'm only going to take four percent of the savings that i have saved up for retirement that year why only four percent well because you're going to have to raise that for inflation each year you have to raise them for inflation and that was the for the longest time it you know was kind of the gold standard you know try to shoot for the four percent so if you wanted forty thousand bucks on top of your pensions and social security you needed a million dollars so a million dollars is you know four percent of a million is forty thousand bucks why so low well because again you're going to raise that over time you know average retirement is is over 20 years and at current inflation rates, prices will easily double during that time period. So that's why the uh, uh, started out at 4%. Now they're starting to say 3.3. I haven't seen uh, BlackRock, BlackRock and Fidelity hasn't said anything about it yet so far. So those are the two top asset management firms in the, in the world. And I think you're going to need to have better than just like just index type return on the portion of the money that you have in, in stocks. And for the bond side, you know, you have stocks, bonds, and cash. Those are your basically three biggest categories. Uh, the other categories, real assets like, like gold, uh, in, uh, real estate. Um, those are relatively small amounts. Is that the A plus thing? I guess if you are an institution, you can, get better deals than are available to the general public in most cases, then, uh, yeah, that would be something that, that I would add. If you can't get the kind of deals that it takes a lot of money to get into, I wouldn't pay a, a ton of attention to those two categories. And that's just my personal opinion. I'd spend more time on focusing on things like, okay, which industries are growing the fastest and can I get exposure to them? without taking on too much risk. How do I get exposure to say, you know, we've been talking for the past three, four years about the healthcare and the semiconductor. Now, a lot of people are upset with, 
healthcare, it, it's taken a breather uh, over the last, I don't know, 12 to 18 months. That's, they're still stocks, folks. That, that's what they do. Look at the S&P 500's breather. It was 10 years. <laughs> that was a 10-year breather with two fifty percent drops in it. Okay? So all in it, no, no stocks go straight up. And I think that's, that's really difficult for a lot of people who are relatively new to markets to have to deal with. Whatever your balance is, it's going to change day over day. Sometimes it's going to change a lot. And you really have to focus out over the next 10 years. And especially with interest rates as low as they are now. Remember I was just talking about, okay, somebody that's 66, they're going to start taking income at 67. And they want to know, uh, if I put $100,000 in there now, how much would that be? And it, uh, by the way, you can hit me up on my website or just call, leave a message. I'll send you a link to this page so that you can play around with it. But if you're starting the income at age 67, you had you start with 100000 It was in there for a year. Your, your guaranteed lifetime income is going to be $6,000 on 100000 bucks. If you're getting 1.9% on a 10-year treasury, that's 1900 bucks. This is not a treasury. And actually, I'm uh, chiding myself for making this comparison, but I know a lot of people who are looking for income are thinking this way. It's not the same thing as a bond, though, folks. I have to tell you that. When you enter into one of these contracts, um, the money's being invested in an index. It, the way that they do it is pretty conservative, but if you had to pull it out, you may suffer a loss and uh, so you, you want to, this is kind of money that you want to, to be sure that you can leave there and you're going to use it to supplement your income. That That's kind of a, a big deal. Uh, or, you know, you don't have the income rider on there because that is a, that's a rider. Rider is an insurance policy that you attach to life insurance or annuities. Anyway, if you didn't have that income rider uh, and you just wanted something that was conservative but had a chance to grow, you could do that. I'm going to leave this money to beneficiaries. You could absolutely do that. So um, is it going to grow a lot? Probably not because the, it, it's invested pretty conservatively. When you're buying options on, on a uh, uh, an index, that's not the same thing as owning the index. The index goes down 50%. You're down 50%. The index goes out in 50% and all you have are options on it. You just are out the options money and that's it. So that's a, uh, it's a big, it's <laughs> huge difference. I feel so bad because that this stuff seems so complicated and it is complicated. It took me a long time to get my arms around this, but, um, bottom line is these are more conservative and they give you options, options for income. If I go back to that person who's 66, going to start taking income out next year at 67, Put in a hundred thousand bucks. They're going to guarantee them six thousand dollars. If they did, if they got to age sixty-seven, said, you know what, I'm getting by just fine without that. I don't really need to take that income right now. Well, great. If you don't take it for another year, it goes up to six thousand five hundred nine. So there's an extra five hundred bucks there. If you do it another year, it goes to seven thousand. In fact, this particular contract guarantees a ten percent increase in that uh, in that income value for the next. 10 years. So the 6,000 could actually, if you go out the full 10 years will be 12,000. That's pretty cool. There's no, uh, no other fixed income type of product that actually does this. These are the only categories. And by the way, there are, are 
thousands of them across the entire country. But um, this is this is very unique, and I think it's unique, very helpful that this is coming out at this time when you've got interest rates that are so low. When interest rates go up, bond prices have a tendency to drop. They do. In fact, let me pull up the the, the Vanguard total bond market. It's they have an ETF now that does that, and it's been around. It's been around for a really long time. So if I go just to this year, just to January, it's let's see what is it down by? It's down about seven percent. Okay, and that's a an index bond fund. It's down seven percent. If we looked at where it peaked, that was back in August of 2020. It's down about eight and a half percent. Now you're getting the income from that, and I believe the 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 yield, the current yield, is around three percent or so. Uh, so if you were reinvesting the whole thing, you wouldn't have nearly the loss of eight and a half percent. Okay. But those are, you know, that's the bond index. That That's incredibly difficult for most bond funds to beat. The vast majority of them will not beat it. And it's down eight and a half percent. That is a, uh, that's a little spooky. That's why the financial aid, or, or I'm sorry, the uh, College for Financial Planning is coming around saying, you know, we might, we might better rethink the 4% rule. Maybe we could, because if you have 40% of your assets invested in something that's losing money, okay, that, that's a whole nother animal. And so they're, they're cutting that number under, under 4%. So that is very timely for looking at these options, these other options like the fixed indexed products. They are fixed. Uh, they're not going to get an inflation bump. Well, probably not. I mean, there is a chance because they are buying the options on the underlying um, indexes. There's a chance that that would actually grow faster than the amount that they're guaranteeing. It's not a good one. There's a chance I could probably run a sub four minute mile. It's not a good one. (laughs) When I was in eighth grade, I ran a 58 second, 440 yard dash. Okay. The, um, I couldn't do that again if my life depended on it. It's, and I could never do it four times in a row. <laughs> that was just not happening. So, um, but there was a chance. <laughs> and that's kind of what the chance is of, you know, that sort of thing happening. So uh, in the realm of all possibilities, you know, all things are possible, but there are an awful lot of them that are not very probable. <laughs> So you got to be, uh, you just have to be careful. And I, you know, I'm really, I'm so glad that these products are here. See, the problem with us as people is we have a tendency to pass away. We die. Okay. So, and the older you get, the more likely it is that you're getting closer to that day. And so if the market were down, let's say the market could average nine, 10% a year for the last 40 years, but during your 10 year time period, it could have been flat or negative. It's that it happens. If your luck was bad, that would be really bad for your retirement income. Companies, you know, the, the money management firms, they're not going away. Their life expectancy is way longer than ours is because when some of the people that work there get too old, they retire and they're replaced by newer people or by younger people. Okay, so they don't have that problem with life expectancy. They can kind of hang in there and try to get their money back. And that's the whole idea behind a pension, actually. 
We're going to have people paying into it. We're going to have some people that are, have already paid into it, have saved up, invested the money. We're going to pay them out. And there are these people called actuaries that figure out how much they feel like they can pay out. And these are kind of like personal pensions that you can buy. They're contracts. You know, they're binding to the insurance companies. Um, it's, there's a lot of really good stuff to these. And now they're starting to make them available inside of company retirement plans, which is, I think, fine. Um, mainly because the, the bottom line is it's, it's kind of simple. When you see the, the 10-year example that I used, uh, somebody who is going to start Social Security next year, they're 66, getting ready to retire. Next year they can take out $6,000 for the 100000 bucks that they put in uh, a year prior to that. You know, that's, that's pretty good, and they're going to guarantee that for the rest of your life. Um, one of the reasons you don't want to do this with 100% of your I don't know. Actually, if you're in your mid-70s or early 70s, then you could do a higher percentage. But if you're in your mid-60s, you might want to limit that to 50%, 60% of your total or so. Uh, and uh, some people don't use it at all, which is fine, too. If you've got, if you've got enough money to be able to, to ride the wave, that's, that's the problem with an awful lot of people is, you know, they need to be very careful because if you get a big decline in your stock funds and you're mostly in stock or let's say you're 60% in stock funds and it takes a long time for that money to come back. And, and if you live too long, you basically outlive your money. So it's tough. That environment, the investment environment is very difficult, especially for people who are at or nearing retirement we're going to need to take out more than 3% or so, uh, 3 to 4% of their assets. There's going to be some risk involved, and this helps alleviate some of that risk. Okay, So that that's why I keep talking about this. I, I get people calling me uh, or emailing me, why are you talking so much about annuities? Because it's a very important part of most people's portfolios. The latter section, when I come back from commercial commercial messages, I will... Uh, We'll talk about individual stocks if if Bob the tax guy doesn't call in. Yeah, <laughs> hey Bob, the uh, we'll get him on next week if he doesn't show up this week. No big deal. But uh, and we can talk about individual stocks and and yeah, it, it can be fun, can be exciting. You get to see what happens when um, companies' sales start to slow down. That's a uh, that's kind of wild. Get some pretty big drop in drops in there in the prices. Um, very quickly and I don't know if anybody's been watching Facebook over the past few few days but uh, I was just it's, it's pretty interesting that the thing about stocks you can't really predict with a high degree of accuracy over short time periods in short time periods it's anything less than five years that's not what you want to hear I know I know you you'd rather hear the kind of stuff that goes on in a lot of the uh, uh, advertising in the, on the internet, you know, the one stock portfolio and that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's, that, that's not good. Uh, you really need to take a look at what you're doing. Uh, you need to take a look at, actually, we're going to have to take a look at this after these commercial messages. <laughs> this is Bill Bullington. I'm, I'm uh, here every Saturday morning from 11 noon on 1420. I'll be back right after these messages.
Hey, you're listening to Bill Bullington. I am here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Uh, if you have a question, feel free to hit me up on my website. It's bullingtoncapital.com. You can also call us 330-664-0700. That number again, 330-664-0700. And I'll be glad to try to help you any way I can. And I've got to take a phone call right now. If you'd like to call in, the number is 216-901-0945. And I'm going to go to Walter. Walter, you're on the Bullington Capital Report. Yeah. Bill. Hey. Um, I want to talk about a couple of sectors uh, that I think have been overlooked as far as the demand for what they do. Right. Um, one is uh, because of COVID-19 and, you know, the pandemic. Right. Um, I just bought a stock not too long ago in that field, but uh, uh, biopharmaceutical manufacturers, in other words, drug manufacturers, not the drug companies, actually, but the company, you know, the people that actually manufacture, you know, a lot of that drug stuff is outsourced. Yep. So, and be- because yeah. of COVID-19, you know, we hear so much about the semiconductor shortage, you know? Yes. Well, that, there's an actual yeah. drug shortage Yes. Uh, as far as manufacturing facilities right. producing drugs yep. that need to be, you know, made. Yep. That's one of the, and, uh, uh, one of the reasons that the, the uh, healthcare sector uh, model that I built that I can add to people's accounts. It's always a discussion whenever I talk to them. Um, by the way, all those companies are in one of the major Russell indexes, and I hold all three of the you know large cap, mid cap, and small cap. Yeah, so we have that, and they have been very helpful in a model. And if you want, hit me up on my email. I'll send you a copy of this. So to be able to pick it, that this model is run by Fidelity Portfolio Managers, and they go in and kick the tires. They they do the kind of stuff that you just talked about. They looked at you know these companies whose sales are rising and are going to continue to rise because this pandemic has really given them a boost, and uh, and they try to pick stocks based on that. Now they also they hold them in different areas, and there are three funds that make up that one model. But I think you're right. You know, I think you're absolutely right. We've been um, investing in it now for, I don't know, probably 18, maybe 24 months. And uh, it hasn't done that well, by the way. It hasn't done nearly as well as the semiconductors. But I don't really care because that's how stocks go. <laughs> you know, stock, right. stock market years are kind of like dog years in reverse. One dog year is seven years in a human. Well, it takes about seven years in the stock market to make the progress that humans think they should make in a year. And sometimes, but uh, yeah, right. Yeah. So. Uh, another uh, area I was reading uh, Warren Buffett's uh, annual report from last year. Yeah. And he points out, you know, they uh, own a bunch of energy companies, uh, right. you know, uh, right. that supply to utilities and some utility mid uh, mid America energy. Yep. I think it is. And others. Yeah. Right. And he said that uh, with those companies that he's been told by the people that run them, that uh, the switch to alternative, you know, energy, solar, wind, right, is um, going to take time. Yes. And one of the areas that, it's simple too, that they need more of is transmission lines. Right. And, and electrical cables and all that stuff. And he, he was told by the head of America Energy that they're not going to have that complete till 2030 because this is a sound reason. Because the um, like uh, 
solar panel places and the uh, you know uh, turbines, wind turbines. Right. They're usually built out far away from central locations. Right. And because of that, you just need thousands and thousands of miles of electrical cable and transmission wires. Exactly. That used to be run pretty close to a city with a coal burning place. You know. Right. Because the demand yeah. for that wire. Right. It's so great right now, and it's not going to be completed maybe until 2030. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And by the way, Mid-American uh, Energy is one of the largest um, solar panel owners. They've got more solar panel farms than just about anybody in the in the country. Um, so they've been kind of on that bandwagon. And, yeah, that, that's what I've been talking about for a while, too. This stuff is not going to happen overnight. You, you're basically talking about not only rebuilding the grid, but restructuring how they do business because they, they used to produce their own electricity, the vast majority of it. Now they're going to go from being able to buy and sell kind of like a broker, but somebody still has to have the transmission lines there and all the infrastructure to, that gets the electricity from where it's being generated to where it's being consumed. And I haven't heard Anybody talking about that except for, I'm going to have to go back and read that, uh, annual report. I'm, I didn't read that one, by the way, uh, on Warren Buffett because, uh, it's the same thing I've, I've been thinking myself sitting here watching, listening, reading what's happening. You know, the, the grid, I had a, a client once hit me. I met him at a, um, I don't even know what they call them, but it's a, uh, um, a junction box, I guess. It's where the, they were going to be taking the, energy down, making it uh, less powerful to go through the regular lines, electric lines. And it was in on Madison Avenue up near Lakewood. And we went in it, we opened it up, and he showed me the age of that unit. It, there was a big metal plate with the date that it had been installed in it, and it was 1890. <laughs> 18, now, this was about 20 years ago. In uh, 1890, I was like, are you, you're kidding. He goes, no, it's because it, it's still very effective and the cost to try to, to take this out, you know, in, in, an, in an established city with streets and sewers and all that would have been much more than just leaving this equipment here and continuing to use it. So I'm going, wow, that is a, uh, that, and that, and that was over 20 years ago. So I, that was, that's what got me thinking that, wow, they're going to have to do this like all over the place. One of the better, one of the reasons that some of the emerging markets are, are moving so much faster than we are is they don't have all that old infra- infrastructure that they have to get rid of. So it's a, uh, going to be very, very expensive. It's going to employ an enormous number of people. Uh, and like, you know, life is just constant change. That's basically uh, how it works. And there's uh, 73 billion in the uh, that Biden's infrastructure plan that just goes to uh, modernizing the electrical grid. Yeah, they'll 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 probably need a lot more than that. <laughs> it's like a lot more. That that's that's the starter point, the starting point. And uh, it's a good thing, by the way, because all that stuff, even if we bought every piece of equipment that we use from China, it's got to be installed and maintained right here. And there's no good way for them to get over here to do that. So it builds up uh, U.S. jobs and puts very high-paying jobs out there, makes them available. And uh, it's a good thing. You know, this this is a really good thing. And we've got way more uh, work to do that's feasible that's actually going to 
provide huge benefits to the economy for generations. And then, then we have, uh, then we have the capacity to do right now. That, that's actually one of the bigger problems. We don't have enough workers with the, the training to do this, even if we had all the money and the equipment. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a long time, but it will be a big boost to the U.S. economy. So, I believe so. Yeah. Well, hey, well, thanks for calling. I got another call. I got to hop here. Um, the, uh, okay. Hope you have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. And actually, that's a, let's see. Oh, that's somebody calling in for a different show. Oh, that's hilarious. Sorry about that. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that, that's one of the things that, that you can really kind of relax on. I mean, there's always, there are always a million reasons that things are going to go south and not go good. There are also an awful lot of reasons that things are, are going to do well and even improve. And just think about this for a second. Think about your lifestyle. How do you live today versus how you lived 20 years ago? How do you live today versus how you lived 20 years ago? And if you go back and you look, go, go to Google, go use the Wayback Machine and uh, uh, look at lifestyles from 20 years ago. I'm sure I don't even remember a lot of this stuff. But when I think about how much simpler an awful lot of things have become, you know, we get upset today because our our phones don't work. Something happened to something along the network somewhere. That happened to me on Friday. The, uh, and uh, people were having a hard time getting through. Well, you know, 20 years ago, you should have seen what I had to go through then. Um, when I first started using a uh, cell phone, this is going back a lot more than 20 years ago. But that was amazing how how crappy <laughs> those phones were and what little they did. And we were really happy. If we were happy to be able to be able to have a conversation, didn't have to pull over to a hotel somewhere and go in there. You know, they used to have these booths there for traveling salesmen. They could go in and, and make calls between their sales. And uh, I was just thinking about how that is so foreign today. You know, nobody would even know what those are if if they walked into a hotel and saw that. It was uh, kind of funny. But nothing is as constant as change. Uh, the The speed of change changes as well sometimes you get a lot of change in a relatively short time period and sometimes the changes take a lot longer and that's that's the really hard part about projecting you know a company is going to do an individual company i see it all the time that's why you want to spread that out diversify it you can concentrate in those areas like healthcare semiconductors if you'd like to without pinning it all on one or two stocks and i think that makes a lot of sense anyway i hear the music that means my show is over have a good weekend everybody this is bill bullington here every saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420 uh, have a good week good investing and good luck you just caught another edition of the bullington capital report broadcasting every saturday at 11 a.m on am 1420 the answer If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.